Welcome, Beyond Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Monday, January the 8th. No one's happy. Nope, not at all. I mean, I'm pretty happy. But, uh... Game went nothing. Anyway, the national championship just happened. Michigan beats Washington 34-13. to First quarter was really a beatdown, and in the second quarter, Washington played really well. And then after that third quarter, nobody played well. And in the fourth quarter, Michigan dominated. So that's 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 the main – that's pretty accurate, right, Ben? Michigan dominated first quarter. Washington probably outplayed Michigan a little bit in the second quarter. Third quarter, nobody played well. In the fourth quarter, Michigan dominated. That's pretty much – that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Uh, we we need to talk about the, the yeah. injuries. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. So when when did the ankle injury happen? Early in the third quarter? No, uh, I'm talking about the running back initially. So the running back was banged up coming into the game. Oh, and he, then he got banged up a he, lot. During he had like 70% of their rushing yards on the season, him alone. Well, they didn't have any rushing yards and at all. Then, I mean, still 70% of your rushing offense is yeah. one dude, and he's banged up coming in. Right, and then he got hurt literally the first play of the game, and like kind of played through it, but you could tell he was hurt. And then obviously Michael Penix also got hurt, so that's a huge. Watching the offensive line from Michigan in this game was very strange because the first quarter, like I said, they dominated the first quarter, and then in the second quarter and third quarter they could not do anything. Washington was blowing up every single play; there was just no space to do anything. Yeah. And they would refuse to throw the ball on first down. They would not do it. Um, then the fourth quarter seemed like things opened up a little bit again because Washington was just desperate at that point. The but. number seven is going to be brought up a lot during this episode. <laughs> number no, seven number for seven, Washington. Washington's defense. Yeah. Yes. Washington's defense, number seven. That dude, every Same. single big play that Michigan had was because of that dude. If you go look at every big play Michigan had, it was number seven on Washington's defense fault. Every time, he had that he had he had some garbage. bad plays. Yeah, for sure. Even on the really good plays, if you see him in the background, he's running away from the football. He's not. He, he, that dude <laughs> made me mad. He shouldn't have been on the field. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah, he now I gotta watch this douchebag on my screen. Not great. Although, even though we all want to hate on JJ McCarthy, we do have to talk about. I think it was near the beginning of the fourth quarter. Where they were backed up near their own goal line on a third and that like 30. third and eight or something, and he scrambled for like a twenty-five yard run. That's that, a big play. That was a huge play in this game. Huge. They didn't even score on that possession, but it flips the field. That was a big. That was a huge play in this game. That that felt like y'all may call me crazy for this. That felt like a momentum play. Yes, to me. That yeah. definitely felt well, like that was a backbreaker for yeah. Washington because it, it was a seven-point game. Yeah, that I mean, was a were, backbreaker. They were going to get the ball back with a really good field position right yeah. there. Yeah. So that was that was a massive, massive, massive play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than uh, so the no, run, I can't think of his name. The running back number seven for Michigan. Gosh, what is his name? I can't. I, I have no idea. Uh, you talking about Blake Corb? No, that's no, Blake, Blake Corb number two. two. Uh, number seven was the guy that had two huge touchdown runs in the first half, in the first quarter. But he he had two huge touchdown runs. And in the fourth quarter, average six point four carry. My, it's almost like on Alabama running carries. It didn't even feel like he was doing a whole lot, to be honest with you. He had twenty one carries and averaged six point four carry. That it is a monster. Like Alabama running backs when they played against Michigan. I'm not bringing anything up, guys. I'm sorry. Just go you, if you want to talk on the podcast, you may have to speak up a little bit. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, 
I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I'm sorry. Okay, do, you, do you want to vent about it? No, nah, I will No. Go ahead. You sure? Just need a very stiff drug grandma. Okay. Well, Washington the, the tight end, tight end for Michigan. Gosh, I can't think of anybody's names. I can't even think of his number. The one that had, I think it was number 18. The great hands catch. The one that the safety number seven messed up his tackle because he was just shocked by the catch. It's not 17 or whatever. 18. I think it was 18. It was a big number. No. It was at least like 30. It was a teens. It was in the teens. I promise you. Number, I swear I think it's number 18. But he made that was another huge play. And other than that, there weren't that many really big plays, really. Oh, except for all of the ones that Washington actually had a big play on, all got called back. I can think of one. There was two. Okay. There was two. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Except the big plays that Michigan had that they also held, they didn't get called back. I mean, I don't know. Also, Michael Penix probably broke a rib or like. He is in pain, bro. His I mean, appendix why is, probably- is he still on the field, bro? Like, just get out of there, bro. Like, he is really milking this a lot right now. Like, I'm not a fan of that. Just, dude, either get out there in the middle of the field and watch him celebrate, because I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, or get off the field. Dude, he's done something, though. Like, yeah. How can he even see where he's walking right That's now? Cool. He, he can. He's walking with a towel. Oh, okay, never mind. It looked like the towel was completely covering his face. He's yeah. just looking. This this is the most physically beat up I think I've ever seen a quarterback look after a game. He looks. This dude looks like Cam Newton after Cam Newton just rushed like thirty six times in one game. That's what this dude is. Walking I think like this about. guy looks worse than that, to be honest with you. But anyway, Phoenix Junior. He didn't have his best game, but to be fair to him, he got he got beat up. Bad that that ankle injury, dude. All right, we're gonna pretend that it's not number eighteen. It okay. It, it, the tight end for Michigan was number eighteen. We're uh, gonna pretend he was okay. Well, anyway, the that ankle injury that Penix got, where his offensive lineman stepped on his ankle in the middle of his throw, that was a brutal looking. Like that looked rough. It wasn't even just the typical. Oh, the offensive lineman got pushed back and stepped on the quarterback's ankle. It was full step on the ankle. No weight relief, offensive lineman, like literally no other pressure, just full body weight of an offensive lineman being pushed by a defensive lineman. The offensive lineman literally falls down on his ankle, yeah, like full weight. Yeah, that was that's it was rough, dude. And then from that and point that, on, that was that was the first play of the third quarter because it was their first drive of the third quarter. They got the ball like down seven. And he it, threw a pick. If it, it was either literally the first play or one of the first plays. Yeah. I can't remember if it was literally the first It was play. the first drive, and it was at least the first three plays. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first play. The you might play. be right. You might be right. Yeah. And then after that point, he was never the same. Dude, yeah. this guy's – oh, I can't stand this dude, bro. What what what's going on, Ben? Why, why can't you, why can't you stand? This guy's hugging his family right now. What what's up? Hug, him hugging his family and kissing his girlfriend. Yes. What, why, going to, why is that upsetting you, Ben? He's talking about he's talking about uh, JJ McCarthy, by the way, for those people that can't tell. Oh yes, make out one more time for the camera. Yeah. I don't oh, are you okay? Is your mental health okay? I don't. Are you sure you're gonna? Why are you roasting this dude? What is go? What is with? Where did this? I don't like JJ McCarthy. <laughs> Celebrating with his family and Ben is just trapped. Kiss with his girlfriend, yeah. bro, has triggered Ben. <laughs> good, good grief! I don't oh, like this. Holy oh, cow, dude! 
All right. Well, we know how Ben feels about J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Don't think we have to question that. No. He won't be drafting him in Dynasty. I won't. Yeah. No. I don't <laughs> care if it's the last pick. I'm not taking it. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming out this year anyway, I don't think. I think he's going back to college. Anyway, um, I really don't have anything else to say about this game. Um, Michigan's punt returning was an adventure again today. Uh, out, not as bad as what happened in Alabama, but they just decided they weren't going to return punts at all in this game, which was frustrating to watch. But I guess, hey, you didn't muff any, so good for you. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't have anything really to say. Do you guys have anything else to add to this? I think we pretty much Penix yeah. had a rough one, got hurt a lot. Um, and, and by the way, after that ankle injury, from that point on, he just got even more beat up just every single play because that, he that couldn't ankle, move. He couldn't move anymore. So that ankle injury was just like, I'm, and I'm definitely not saying this from an aspect of like making excuses because like I'm I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is. You could tell a difference in his pocket presence, his throwing, everything yeah. after that injury. Looked like a different Like, player. he wasn't, just like what Ben said, which obviously we're on one of the podcasts, but he wasn't even, like, following through on his throws. Like, he was yeah. not putting any pressure on that leg. Yeah, so, he was I mean, He was. You could scared. definitely tell. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't pretty at all. Um, anything else you guys want to add to this game? Before we shift over to the NFL. No, let's switch over. Playoffs. Are we saying Michigan's the best team in football? No. Because, I mean. I still think it's probably Georgia. As much as I don't like their quarterback, I mean, their offensive line, their running. They have three good running backs. Their receivers are good enough. Their defensive line is insane. Yes. I personally think that Georgia's probably better, but if somebody wants to argue with me and tell me Michigan is the best, I'm not really going to fight too hard against them. You know, like, I'm not. I don't think it's a terrible take to say that. So. Also, I think in college, your quarterback really doesn't matter as much. Like, in the NFL, if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not winning. But in college, you can scheme around not having a good quarterback for the most – if 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 your offensive line is the best yeah. offensive If your line. offensive line and defensive line are both the better units, yeah. then you can win a college football game. But I think that's the case in the NFL, too. Um, huh. college football, I think a lot of times having the better quarterback is more important than it is in the NFL. Because, no. and I don't mean better quarterback, I mean like better playmaker at quarterback. Because yeah. quarterback, quarterbacks can really run a lot in college and it'd be really successful in college. I still don't buy it being successful in the NFL because the NFL defenses are too fast. But in college, having a really great playmaking quarterback that can move and can deliver passes down the field too is incredibly hard to defend against in college. Um, especially with a good offensive coordinator. But either way, Michigan has a really, really good team. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's – I don't think he's, like, an elite quarterback by any means, but I don't think he's terrible. Like, I think he's terrible. He, J.J. McCarthy is, in college, what a lot of people want to say that uh, – gummit, why am I forgetting everybody's name? For the 49ers, quarterback. He – J.J. McCarthy is, in college, what most people want to paint, paint Brock Purdy as, even though we all, with the three of us, think Brock Purdy's better than that. But that's what J.J. McCarthy is. He's a game manager. He's not going to do anything crazy. He's not going to make that many mistakes. He'll just do what he needs to do and let the rest of the team win the game. Uh, that's what a lot of people want, want to paint, paint Brock Purdy as, even though we don't well, we I completely disagree. Yeah, we don't see Brock Purdy yeah. in that way. Brock Purdy is much better. Than yeah, exactly. All right, let's get let's get to let's the get NFL. Yeah, we're done with college football. We're, Forever. We're really not going to talk much college football again at all unless a really crazy transfer happens in this offseason. 
we probably won't be talking about it much at all until at least like August next year. We're on the NFL and so. college basketball and uh, NBA. Well, for the next couple of weeks, it'll pretty much just be NFL. Yeah, there's not really saying like after. Yeah, after NFL. Like college basketball, NBA. Yeah, NFL draft. Yeah, yeah, and then we just don't ever talk. Dude, about I'm it. pumped for NFL draft talk, dude. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so, so ready excited, for it. Yeah. We don't ever talk about baseball. Ever. I guess technically we'll kind of be talking about college football when we're talking about the NFL draft. But anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, sad, two Saturday games took place for the NFL this week. We had Steelers at Ravens. The Steelers have. I'm not trying to cut you off really quick. That may be the best Gatorade dub I've ever seen. All right. They just drowned oh, okay. it. All right, we got to go back. And they do. I mean, it was he a wasn't regular the, Gatorade dub. No, but that, like. They usually miss a good portion of it. That's what I'm saying. This yeah. may be the best I've ever seen. That was like, pretty good. Dude. That was pretty good. That was worth me interrupting. That camera yeah. is wrecked. That was around that girl's yeah. like neck. He got that was a that was a good Gatorade bath. I'll give you that. Okay. Back to the NFL. Steelers at Ravens. I'm gonna turn off the TV now so Tanner can't do that anymore. Dang it, bro. Alright. <laughs> he was. This was a great game. Steelers at Ravens. Yep. It was fantastic. Uh did the Ravens they didn't even play their starters, did they? No, no, I'm just, it, it was an off. It okay, was so, so I didn't get to see any of this game because I was working all day. So I will take the Steelers won seventeen to ten. Do you guys have anything you can talk about with this game? It, I know TJ Watt got hurt. Other than that, I don't really know anything about this game. It was an absolute monsoon. Both teams looked pretty bad. It was honestly. a monsoon. I didn't know uh, that. It, it was, was really okay. That may be bad. the hardest I've seen it rain in an NFL game in a long time. Wow. Yeah. It was it like was four. Really we're talking horizontal rain. Right? Like and it then, was raining that bad. Wow. Najee Harris put up a really good stat line while looking awful somehow. I he looked he looked the same as he has all year, but then at the end of the game he had like fifteen carries for over a hundred yards and like two touchdowns. Wow. I was I was like, what the heck? But he still looked awful, so. Well, not much to talk about, honestly. So not a pretty game, but the Steelers won and kept their playoff hopes alive. They needed a little bit of help. We'll get to that later. Uh, but the other Saturday game was Texans at Colts. Also was not a pretty football game. Uh, neither team played great. I would actually say neither team played well at all. Uh, but the Texans ended up. Pulling it out at the end. In the end, Nico Collins played well. I'll, I'll tell you, Nico Collins played great. They, Nico Collins and CJ Stroud played great in the first half, and then just, I only saw the second half. So yeah, they yeah. just didn't play football in the second. Half. Okay, gotcha. All of the stats that you saw were all from the first half. Gotcha. Literally, they didn't do anything. Super strange. Yeah, I, Colts are a bad football team, man. Did you all see that clip of? Uh, gosh, I can't remember anybody's name. The head coach for the Colts. I know. St- Steichen? Yeah. Is that his Shane name? Shane Steichen, yeah. Did you see the clip where he was upset at Gardner Minshew on a fourth down play? And apparently, I, I don't even remember what the play was. I just saw the clip of Steichen on the sideline when Gardner Minshew was coming back. And you could see Steichen rip off the headset and it was like pointing at Gardner Minshew. And you could read his lips clear as day. He said, That one's on you. We had it. He said, he said, he's clear as day. He said, that one's on you. We had it. And I'm like, dang, bro. (laughs) You don't see see coaches do it that blatantly very often. He was not happy. I don't even know what play he was talking about. But 
Um, Still better than Anthony Richardson. Yes, I say. completely. You would not have been in this position if you had Anthony Richardson. No, all no I 100% agree. I almost yeah. wish that the Colts did make the playoffs this season, just so that when Anthony Richardson comes back next season and they absolutely suck, they have no excuse. <laughs> yeah. It is like, what What excuse are you going to make for them now? You were in the playoffs last season, and now you have three wins. They still like, had a winning record this year, though. They went 9-8. and eight. Yeah. And but next year, I'm, next year they're going to have three wins if they play Anthony Richardson. All I mean, year. they might get more than three. They won't. Three wins is in, like that's like that's like the Panthers. That's like the worst team in NFL. Yeah, like kind of record. I don't yeah. know if they're going to be like that the Panthers. Bad. We'll, we'll give them five wins. You, yeah. How about five? Three. You refuse to give them five wins. Three wins. Okay, whatever. All right. Anyway, the Texans won that game, which put them in position to they locked in a playoff spot, so at least the wild card, but they could still possibly win the division based on other outcomes. This is very clearly one of those hostile episodes for me. I don't know why, but I'm <laughs> Oh, boy. Sunday. First game on the docket here. Another ugly football game. This is a trend. Buccaneers, nine. This game. Panthers, so nasty. zero. So ugly. I don't think there was a single touchdown, was there? Was no, it no, all? It was all, field all field goals. Yeah. I mean, dude, Baker Mayfield looked like trash. The Panthers looked like trash. Everything looked like trash in this game. Every that, The Panthers did score one touchdown. I'm pretty sure they got called back for a holding penalty, yeah. which is really, really unfortunate. And you know what's insane? The Buccaneers are the four seed now. Yes, the Buccaneers. Yes. Didn't score a single touchdown. Four seed. Yep. Yep. That was, I mean, and they, yep, they locked in their we, uh, division win. Baker's that, comeback player of the year. Hey, we can bl- we can blame the Buccaneers having the four seed on Joe Barry because we made Joe Barry look. We made uh, Baker Mayfield look like Tom Brady out there because the Packers offense played really well in that game, and the Buccaneers just scored more points because we just couldn't stop them. I mean, the we also gave up thirty to the Panthers, so that scored zero. <laughs> Multiple weeks after the scored scored seven the week before thirty against the Packers. Let me put it this way: the Panthers in the last three weeks of the season scored a combined thirty points, and all thirty of them were against the Packers. <laughs> the last four weeks of the season, they scored thirty-seven. Yeah, and thirty of them were against the Packers. It's really, really bad, dude. Oh my goodness! Uh, next up. Bingle, uh, Browns at Bengals. This game meant absolutely nothing. Uh, Bengals went 31-14. The, the Browns already had the five seed locked up. The Bengals were eliminated. Bengals win. Bengals got that done. Nobody really cared. The biggest thing that everyone took away from this game was Jake Browning's girlfriend in the stands wearing one of the strangest outfits I've ever seen in my life. You all did you all see this? I didn't see that actually. No. Everybody was making fun, saying she looked like it exactly like like a literal Fortnite skin. Like she was wearing like this full bodysuit and it was silver. Like it was one hundred percent silver bodysuit with just like an orange Bengals B on the chest and like Jake Browning's number on the back. And That's it was hilarious. and it was just a full silver bodysuit like hugging every part of your body that you can possibly imagine. And that's what she was wearing. What are you trying to say, Brandon? I, I'm, I mean, she was, she was attractive. I'll tell her. But it was a very strange outfit. Okay, <laughs> it was very, very odd. A bunch of people, a bunch of people were posting online saying like, "Okay, Jake Browning, I, I was not aware of your game before now, but now I." Now I. But there, as far as football goes, this game meant nothing. So, uh, next up, Vikings at Lions. Lions. 
in a weird scenario, could have possibly got the two seed if they won this game and the Cowboys and Eagles lost, but that didn't end up being the case. Lions win 30-20. to Beating the, the Vikings losing eliminated what tiny little chance they had of making the playoffs. So, bye-bye, Vikings. Um, next up, another meaningless game, Jets at Patriots. Jets win 17-3. Did you see the, the weather in this game? That was some beautiful snow, dude. Peppering snow. It was so pretty. That was, was beautiful was. snow. I loved it. Terrible to play in, Yeah, but beautiful. I don't know. Sometimes it can be – it's better to play in that than it is a monsoon, to be honest with you. I would agree with that. Uh, next up, uh, Falcons at Saints. This was for the division title if the Buccaneers had lost, but the Buccaneers did not. Did y'all watch this game? Yes, I, I watched a lot of it. I don't I, know what I watched team a, showed up the second half. To. I watched enough of it to know that the Falcons suck. And Prince that Alarde Arthur, is that dude. That's because what? So that this, Arthur this, Smith got fired, and I'm grateful for it. He did get fired? Yes. He got oh, fired I didn't see that. Yeah. Saints won 48-17, and... I can't remember exactly what the last statistic was, but I think they scored the last 34 points of the game. They they scored 34 points straight. It was 17-17 at half. Like, absolutely insane, dude. I mean, Desmond Ritter in his second half was literally just giving the ball to the Saints. Just just giving it to him. Did you see Did you see the two touchdown catches that Chris Olave? I saw the one where it was bobbled around the guy's head. Uh, I saw that one. That was incredible. The next one, he just straight up bossed. Dude, like, it was a... It was a great. I'm game. telling you, dude, he's a beast. Chris Olave's that dude. He's so good. He's that man. dude. They, we've got a lot of legit, like insanely good re- young receivers in the NFL right now. I hope he gets a quarterback. Like really- almost every team has a guy that's just that good. Like there's a lot of them, dude. A lot across the NFL. You, you gave me a look like you don't agree with that. No, no, I do. I okay. Just okay. Was sitting here thinking, mine is at the end of his career, and. I don't. I would not include DeAndre Hopkins at that point right now. He's he's good, but he's not. Bro, he's, not, he's not that. He's not that. Like, guy. He was. That's what he, I'm he was. That that's guy. why I'm saying he's at, at the end of his career. Bro, bro, don't worry. You have Traylon Burks. <laughs> Shut your go lay in the road. <laughs> not really. I'll Speaking of Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins, oh. Jaguars at Titans. Titans win twenty eight to twenty. Up, baby. They, Let me take this one. The Titans eliminate the Jaguars from the playoffs. You better preach. And I was pissed off at first we won this game. Then I realized whether we win or lost, we still got the seventh pick. So, bye-bye, Jacksonville. Bye-bye. Yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence, bro, you look like – you didn't look like crap. You look like straight horse crap, bro. That was – you look atrocious, bro. You make – legitimately, though, obviously – okay – Obviously, Anthony Richardson by far is the worst quarterback in the AFC South. That's not even a question. You may be the third worst, bro. You may be the third worst. I gotta say, CJ Stroud's definitely number one as of right now. I would put Will Levis at number two over Trevor Lawrence. I have literally been saying to y'all from the beginning, Trevor Lawrence is overrated, and he proved it yesterday. Would you he put, proved it. Would you put Malik Willis over? Yes. Not really, but still, not really. I would put Tannehill up. No, I can't even say that. Yeah, you can't. I can't even that. say that. Seriously. So just to clarify, Trevor Lawrence is not human crap. He is horse crap. He is straight horse manure, bro. Horse manure. He, he is he went, straight. He went from not crap to horse crap to horse manure. Yeah. I mean, that's That's good. another level of horse crap right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry did his traditional dominate the Jaguars. Uh, Derrick Henry... 19 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Mm. 
for an average of 8.3 yards a carry. That is a monster mm. game right there. And uh, which direction? It will likely be the last game he ever plays for the Titans. Oh, it will be. So Did you guys see where he thanked Titans fans? Yes. yes. So I saw that you liked it too, and it good. Derrick Henry, thank you for the eight years that you've given the Titans, bro. You have been absolutely fantastic. I appreciate it. You are the reason that we made the AFC Championship in 2019. Where is he going? That's tough. I, I literally I, like I don't I, be, I don't want to sound like a douchebag. It don't even say he's a free agent. It's irrelevant where he goes. Okay, like he's he's not going to be a huge contributing factor to anything he goes to next year. I mean the name. I I agree with you as far as on-field production, but I'm saying right. it'll be like it'll be like the Vikings or something like that. Like just I, I, it depends on the offensive line. Like is he get, okay? Is he prime Derrick Henry? No. Dude. To say that Derrick Henry is not going to be in a set two eighteen. I think I know what Ben's about to say. That's crazy. You know exactly what I'm about to say. He's going to the Eagles. I was actually thinking that legitimately. I was thinking differently. I was thinking the 49ers. If he got no, nah, double back, I can see Christian McCaffrey the and Derrick Henry like combo no. deal. Like, no. listen, listen. If he, wherever he goes, he's going as a backup. He's not going as a starting running back. Okay, like that's that's what I'm saying. Eagles run a two like two or three running back system, anyways. I think the 49ers is the best fit for him, to be honest. Yeah, but, but Derrick Henry, the, the 49ers and the Eagles are the two best offensive lines. So want to see him go to the No, we don't. We don't want to see him go there, but we don't really want to see him go anywhere, but he's going to go somewhere. So and it needs to be somewhere with a really good offensive line. Really good offensive line. He's offensive going to line. the Jets. They clearly oh, have gosh. a really good offensive line. No. But in all seriousness, Derrick Henry, as a Titans fan, dude, thank you genuinely from the bottom of my heart, everything you've done for the Tennessee Titans, bro. Uh, obviously, you're never going to hear this, but he will. if you do, man. Thank you. We'll tag her. Literally everything you've done, the excitement you brought me as a Titans fan, the 99-yard run that made my heart skip a beat and made me name my child Tanner Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel, Will Levis, Livingston II. Um, yeah. Thank you how, so how, much. Second. Second. How, how, how many second? That means that you have that name. Already, I do. Did you <laughs> legally change your name? I changed my name to Tanner Derrick Henry, Will Levis, Mike Vrabel, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> uh, you added the you added the Hopkins. Yeah, but seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you've done for the Tennessee Titans. Um, it's gonna be hard seeing Derrick Henry in another uniform next year. I know he's not coming back, but it's gonna be so hard seeing him in another uniform. Hey, it's gonna make. I hope he gets a ring. Obviously, I want the Titans to get a ring, but if the Titans don't get a ring, I want to see Derrick Henry get a ring. Can the Titans it. just move him to tight end, bro? He'd be a beast at tight end. Um, he'd be dominant. He'd be Ugh. really good at tight end. Uh, anyway. Prolong the career. Not having Derrick Henry is going to be a little easier to wash down because you're going to have Tajay Spears. Dude, Tajay Spears. He, looks he so, makes a big play yeah, yesterday, bro. He looks so And, good. like, I'm, I'm such a – from everything I've seen from Tajay – I'm just – I'm so excited to see what he looks like next year. Granted, if we can get some offensive line help for him. Yeah. What, like, what did he say? I don't need cartilage in my knees or something like that, or I don't need it. He doesn't have an ACL. I don't think that was a literal quote, but he doesn't have – He's like, he doesn't need an ACL. Yeah, he doesn't have an ACL in his knees. 
Like, uh, I, I just. Hey, by the way, I have Tajay Spears at Dynasty. If you want to trade for him, Tanner, I might actually. I, I legitimately might take him. Okay. Okay. I have someone that we're gonna get. To. I have Aaron Rodgers. If you want to trade for. No, I don't want him. I don't I'll want take him. You. I don't, if you had Jordan Love, I'd be tempted. Uh, Wait, not not. Then you give up. Then you give up a first round pick. Yes, I did last year. Well, because <laughs> I I thought my my whole thinking behind that was, was championship or bust. It, it kind of championship or bust in two. How did I did up? not expect? Shut up! I did not expect. What well, I would have been in the playoffs if I wouldn't have kept forgetting to set my freaking line. That's your fault. That's your fault. But no, it's my fault. One hundred percent. But like a hundred bucks on the line. I did yeah. not. Speaking of which. I I did not expect Lamar Jackson to make it through the season healthy, so I thought I could obviously put Aaron Rodgers into that spot. Gotcha. That's reasonable, but first-round pick was pretty rich. That's pretty rich. But it was the last I mean, pick. last pick, bro. What what is that one pick gonna get me? Bro, speaking like, which you could have got Tajay Spears. Listen I to this. <laughs> listen to this. I'm listening, bro. I tried to trade back to that number twelve spot to get the guy that I wanted. But that I couldn't because you traded it to Gabe. Yeah, I did. I did. Gabe yeah. really wanted the same guy that I wanted, and he knew that I wanted that guy, but he didn't want to trade up because he, he knew that, that he could guy. also get him later. Yes, he did get that guy. You want to know who that guy was, Tanner? Who was it? Will Levin. Oh. I couldn't believe I. I thought for sure I was getting. Anyway, we need to move on. You traded Aaron oh. Rodgers. You traded Will Levis. You could have had. Him. Oh. He he literally took Aaron Rodgers over Will Levis. That's yeah. what happened in a dynasty draft. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That's rough. That's rough. All right, moving on. I need him to get on some. I just had to hurt hey. your heart really badly. <laughs> we need to move on. No, we don't. Good that- gracious. That's pretty entertaining. It Let's is. be honest. Yes. All right. Next up. Oh, by the way, Ben, did you? I'm about to like slap that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Seahawks. Seahawks at Cardinals. Seahawks win twenty-one to twenty. Somehow, did you all see the end of this game? I didn't see it. No. No, I did not. All right. This was just. The Seahawks needed to win this game to keep their playoff. The, the in order for the Seahawks to make the playoffs, they needed they needed to win and the Packers to lose. Seahawks were winning twenty-one to twenty. That's a familiar situation. The Cardinals marched all the way down to like the fifteen-yard line at the end of the game and kicked a anticlimactic buzzer-beater field goal. That was a chip shot, and the guy just shanked it, just missed by a mile. It wasn't even close. Awesome. And I was like, "Holy cow!" But the they, Packers game had already ended at that point. They paid the dude to miss for draft picks. They were like, "Hey, <laughs> listen, dude, we really need." I don't think it would have changed anything for them. I think they're gonna get like the second. Two. I think they're gonna get the second pick regardless. So anyway, uh, Seahawks won, but it didn't matter because the Packers had played at the same time. But their game had actually ended a little bit before that game. The Packers needed to win, and they were in. Packers final score seventeen to nine. That score is a lot closer than what this game actually looked like. The Packers offense could not be stopped. They literally just boom, 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 first down, first down, first down, first down, first down. The whole game, um, absolutely phenomenal. Got to give Joe Barry a little bit of credit. I mean, you're playing against Justin Fields, so it's not. I mean, at least, but you made a lot of other quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks, look really good. At least you made this bad quarterback look bad. So there's a little bit of credit. Bears didn't score any touchdowns. They got three field goals. He didn't give yeah. up 30 points. 
Yeah. Justin Fields, by the way, is 100% expecting to be at another organization. He's expecting it. Like, he straight yeah. up basically thanked all Chicago. Yeah. Past it. Like, he is 100% expecting to be at yeah. another organization. I don't think they're moving on from him. Oh, I really they, don't. They're going to take Caleb Williams. I truly, if, if I they don't they do. take Caleb Williams, number one, I Either would choose as long as they don't do something other than keep Justin Fields or take Caleb Williams, I'll be happy. If either of those two things happen, I'm thrilled to death as a Packers fan. Because they they could seriously do if they did if the Bears did what I'm about to say, I would be terrified as a Packers fan. Okay? Let's say you take Justin Fields and you trade Justin Fields and you get like a third round pick for him from somebody. Say it's the Jets or something. Alright? So so you get a third round pick for Justin Fields, straight up, just one for one. All right, I'm getting more than a I was about to. But say. let's let's just let's just say you're getting a third round pick, okay? Just for the sake, so you can get at least a third. So let's just say it's a third right now. So you get a third round pick for Justin Fields, bro. A third round pick and Zach Wilson. So well, that's a little too complicated right that's now. Possible, but bro. listen to what I'm about to tell you. Justin Fields for a third round pick. You take the number one overall pick because they're gonna have like the ninth pick too. So take the number one overall pick. You trade back with somebody that is just begging for Caleb Williams. Let's say you only had to trade back to like the four spot. So you trade back from one to four, and you take uh, Drake May at four. On that trade, on that trade back, you get the first round pick there, and you plus get you also get a second round pick this year too. So you get you get you take Drake May at four, Drake get a second round pick, and you're four, and you're also getting a first round pick next year. So I think Drake May could blast the four, but he, he, let's say it's three, whatever. He's the second. Uh, he's going to be the third quarterback taken, so he might blast the four. Who's your second? But I'm just I'm I'm painting out a picture of what I'd be scared of. Who it, do you think my second is, bro? I don't know what your second is. My the guy Michael that we Pinnick? just watched, Michael Penix. Like, he's like twenty-six too, years bro. old, Ben. I don't know if he's going to. Yeah, he, he. I didn't think you were talking about. Yeah, I thought you were talking about dude from. I thought you were talking about dude from Bo Nix. I thought you were talking yeah, about Bo Nix is like twenty six. Also, that's what dude. There's a lot of older quarterbacks. Yeah, like the COVID year kind of yeah. really threw. So, anyway, regard. Let me finish out the, the scenario. I was finding out. So your you got scenario stupid. You got a third round pick. Have. You trade your first round pick. Drop back to four. Get Drake May. You also get an extra second round pick that this year. Plus, you get a first round pick next year. You like, and then you got the number nine pick too. You can pick like uh, Adunze, the receiver from Washington, or you can take Malik Neighbors, a receiver from LSU, or the dude from Florida State. You could do something really dangerous this year if you do it properly, but they're just not going to do it properly. There's no reason, and like kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, with all the draft capital that they have. Yes. There is no reason in three years the Bears should not be a powerhouse organization. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason. They've got tons of draft capital like, from last year's draft into this year's draft, but they could trade back from the number one pick again, and they can get, get more they can get capital. even more draft capital. They could yep. do something crazy scary, yep. dude, if they yep. did it right, but the Bears just don't ever do anything right. So it's just not going to happen. But they, we'll see it could be terrifying. Anyway, we need to move on. Uh, well, I want to talk about the Packers for a second. Jordan Love, dude. I mean, I, I've said it several weeks now. This guy did did, he, did either of you really get to see this game at no, all? No, I did. I you got did. To see a little bit of it. Jordan too. Love is so free. He loves that throw off his back foot. Yeah, that back foot. That throw. First, that first touchdown that he threw. Yeah. He loves that ball. Who has that guy in Dynasty? I don't know. Do you have him? I, I okay. Have that guy. You ben have has that guy. 
So and it doesn't even matter. Like every game, a new receiver goes down with an injury, and they just throw some other random dude in there, and they look great. I mean, it's it's just just throwing in random guys out there, and they just keep doing. I'm assuming Watson's coming back for the playoffs. I I'm assuming so, but I was assuming he was playing this week. So I didn't think he was playing this. week. They said all week long that he was going to play, and I didn't. he didn't. So we'll see. It's if 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 Dobbs end up, ends up his, if his injury ends up being okay, where he's, he where he gets to play next week. If Dobbs is playing and Christian Watson are playing, if they're both playing, it'll be the first time all season long our offense is 100% healthy. It'll be the first game of the playoffs, which would be so exciting. Luke Musgrave come back? Uh, Luke Musgrave already that. came back. He oh, played this past week. I don't know about that because 21 Titans were injured all season. We were completely healthy the first game, and then our quarterback threw the game for us. So don't get too excited. Well, Jordan Love's not Ryan Tannehill. No, he's already Twenty yeah. times better than Ryan. Yeah. All right, let's be hundred. Ryan Tannehill looked terrible in that game, by the way, too. Did you guys see that? And then last, game, he did not look good. He looked terrible. He was missing a lot of throws. Bro. It was okay. A lot of throws. Sorry, I don't, go ahead. You don't win a game in the NFL that your quarterback looks terrible. I mean, he did not look good though. Yeah, I, th- there have been a few good. games where quarterbacks have looked terrible in yes. one. Okay, Kenny Pickett doesn't count. <laughs> Any Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback doesn't count. That's Every just Mike game Tomlin. of Kenny Pickett's career has been that situation. <laughs> That's just Mike Tomlin, okay? Mike Tomlin just finds a way to win. Deshaun Watson had a couple games earlier this season. He looked terrible, and they won okay. too. But Deshaun Watson never actually played football. He wasn't even playing. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was That's... playing with something. Okay, let's move well, on. Easy. By the way, Packers. I was talking football. Make the playoffs. They go to Dallas. I actually I'm excited, bro. Feel good for the Packers in that. It's game. a good matchup. Legitimately, now, I'm not going to allow myself to get like real hopes because I'm already ecstatic. If the Packers lose by 30, I will still be thrilled to death because they are the youngest team. They're probably going youngest team to make the playoffs in NFL history. Actually, uh, yes, well, they are the youngest team in NFL history to make the playoffs. So the fact that they get to have this experience moving forward to next year is so crucial and so huge. Get a little heartbreak under their skin. Yeah, I mean, it it would it really wouldn't be a terrible thing to be honest. Just to be honest, like obviously, okay, I picked Dallas to win the division at the beginning of the year. Okay, Okay. no, no, I'm going somewhere with this. We'll we'll get to the Cowboys. I picked that. No, but I'm going somewhere with this with the Packers. I picked Dallas to win the division. Obviously. I had him the number one seed, but obviously that didn't pan out. It would do my heart so much joy for the Packers to win this game. Like, because can you imagine first take that Monday? Can you imagine? I want want it to happen for multiple reasons. Oh, my goodness. Because Stephen A would be hilarious. It's not even a pro Packers fan, bro. It's just... I want to see it. It would be so – Stephen A would be absolutely hilarious. Oh. Said, for multiple reasons. One, making fun of the Cowboys. He loves to do that. But also, I think he would start saying, that's a bad man about Jordan Love. Yeah. I think he would start saying that about Jordan Love if Jordan Love yeah, beat the Cowboys. Way. I don't know. but I don't know if I'd go that far. Dude, I don't know if I would go If that. Jordan Love balls out and beats the Cowboys, I think he would start doing that. And it would be hilarious. It would be really funny. It, it would be really funny. <laughs> It would be so, so One cool, quarterback dude. kryptonite for the Cowboys to another. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we need to move on. Uh, Broncos at Raiders, another game that didn't matter at all. Raiders went 27-14. Who cares? Uh, next up, Chiefs at Chargers, another game that didn't matter at all. Chiefs went 13-12. to Who cares? 
Uh, Actually, we did call that the Chiefs would win even with all of their Yeah, matches. and I'm yes. pretty sure, Brandon, you picked the spread in that game and the spread didn't hit. Or did you pick money line? I picked Chiefs money line and they were the underdog. Oh, you picked the money line. Okay. Yeah, they were the underdog. Okay. So, yeah. So we did well. No, the Chiefs were not the underdog. They were the underdog. The <laughs> Chiefs were the underdog? Three-point underdog. Because they, they weren't starting, weren't starting anybody. anybody. Bro, I thought the Chiefs were favorite. No, they were they were they were they were underdogs about three points. By the way, I hit both of my pod parlay picks this week. You each missed one. So yours was Washington, by the way, Tanner. You missed out on three Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate that, bro. mine was the Falcons. I missed that one. You missed that one. Just narrowly missed, guys. We missed. We missed there was no chance. No. When we miss, we miss. Big. There was no heartbreak in our <laughs> losses. Next up, Eagles at Giants. Giants win twenty-seven to ten. I do want to talk what, about this. A what bit. is wrong with the Eagles? Yeah. What is going on? What is your take? What do you think is happening? I don't even have anything to say. Like what's going on? Like I just I don't know what's going on either. Like Jalen Hurts just reverted back to what he looked like before last year. Now AJ Brown is gone. Like I'm pretty sure he's done, done because that injury didn't look good. And it, the, it, 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 Hurts, it is at the very least like a sprained MCL. Yeah, like he's not playing next week. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has a completely dislocated finger, which you can say what you want. That doesn't just go away in a week. Like Did see the you're still going to be feeling that. It's yeah, like and then like, dude, what's crazy is like as bad as the Buccaneers have looked, dude. The Buccaneers are probably going to beat the Eagles, dude. They, oh wait, wait, wait! I don't need to play. They don't play. No, they're the five. Who's the five? No, the Eagles are going to be the five seed. They're the five seed because they're the they're the highest wild card in the NFC. They still the five seed. Yeah, they're yeah, they're I the five. They they're the six. Six is uh, the Rams. Yeah, so the, the Buccaneers are probably going to beat the Eagles, dude. They're probably going to win. Oh wait, I don't know. Anyway, dude, you know what sucks though. Is the Cowboys don't have to play the 49ers now unless they both make it to the NFC Championship. championship. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't play until the championship game. That's stupid. It's okay. It'll be all right. The Packers can just take them out right away. That'd be cool. (laughs) Every single time that the Cowboys have finished with uh, 12 and 5, was that their record this year? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure they've had, they've had a 12 and 5 record the past two seasons, and then this season was the third season. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the 49ers this year. They're more than likely going to lose to the 49ers. Hey, I got to tell you, as a Packers fan, I don't know if I can really blame the Cowboys for that. Oh, 49ers have owned us in the playoffs, too. That's true. You play against the 49ers in the playoffs, you just lose, bro, and you don't really do anything. Unless it. the. Both of their two quarterbacks are hurt. I mean, yeah, true. Unless they literally have their don't have third a quarterback. Third quarterback, and then he also gets hurt. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was. By the way, this is kind of this game was also kind of sad for me because the past few weeks have shown what the Giants could have been if their offensive line didn't just get obliterated at the beginning of the season because they got their offensive line back the second half of the season. Like they're all back and they've done well. So it's kind of like, oh, man, they could have been something decent, but whatever. Uh, next up, Rams at 49ers. Rams went 21-20. to This was actually a pretty big deal uh, because if the Rams lose this game, that makes the Packers the sixth seed and the Rams the seventh seed, which means the Rams would have went to the Cowboys and Packers would have went to the Lions. 
That would have been fun. And by the way, the Lions lost uh, that gummit. Why? I can't remember anybody's name. It was The tight end. Yeah, Sam Laporta. Yeah, Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Uh, he got some sort. He hyper hyper extension hyper extension and a bone bruise. He walked game. off though. So yeah, it shouldn't be. He he won't be playing next week. Yeah, no. Like if two Who the Lions play. The, the Rams. Rams, that's right. Yeah. Matthew so, Stafford return. At the end of the Rams ended up uh scoring no, the 49ers had a chance to win the game on a field goal, but Blaine Gabbert fumbled the game away at on the last drive. So there went there went the chances of because the only reason why I would really want the sixth seed instead of the seventh seed as a Packers fan, I'm not I'm not necess- I'm not scared of the Cowboys more than the Lions. I don't really care about that first round matchup. But let's say the Cow- let's say the Packers did get the sixth seed and the Rams got the seven. And let's say they both won, which I think is feasible. If the if the Packers beat the Lions and then the Rams beat the Cowboys, because I think the Rams are a terrible matchup for the Cowboys, that meant the Rams would have to go play the 49ers instead of the Packers. So like if you're the lowest seed, you're the one playing against the 49ers in the next round, no matter what. That means you either play the Eagles or the Buccaneers. Yes. The second lowest or the second highest seed is going to be set great. Yeah. Whoever's not playing against the 49ers, yeah. it'll be in good shape. Yeah. the four, like, Which, dude, I'm, listen, as a Packers fan, regardless what happens on Sunday, I'm thrilled to death with the season. If we beat the Cowboys, I would consider that the best possible season that I could have ever imagined coming into this season. If we beat the Cowboys and then we go get obliterated by the 49ers in the next round, that is the best possible scenario that I could have ever dreamed as a Packers fan coming into the season. So I, I would be—I'm already thrilled, but I would—it would be a, another level of thrilled if that happened. So that'd be fantastic. Please, I—I'll tell you this: if we're playing against the 49ers the next round, I would never have watched a game of a team that I'm a fan of with less stress, and especially in a playoff situation, than that game. I literally would just have absolutely no expectations whatsoever. It'd be the most stress-free game I've ever watched. So I don't believe you. I promise you. I promise you. Uh, the 49ers, as high as you guys are on the 49ers, I'm higher. Okay? Like, I literally don't think the 49ers are beatable. I don't think you can beat them. I, don't, I just don't think you can. Uh, anyway, moving on. Cowboys have a lot of things go right. Yes. Yeah. be like. Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys win 38-10. to 10. I didn't even tune into this game at all. I just didn't care at all. There's one thing worth mentioning. What is that? Ron Rivera got fired. Ron Rivera did get fired. And he, he deserved it. Here's the thing. I really, really think the Commanders need to stick with Sam Howell. I, I really they will. They're not. I'm st- Are they actually thinking about moving? I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have the Commanders taking the quarterback. Because they're going to have either the second or third pick, man. They, I I see a lot they of this four and thirteen, right? Yeah, they need to trade. I see a lot of I see a lot of Mac drafts, mock drafts having them taking Drake May. A lot of them. I'm I'm te- they could end up being the team that takes Marvin Harrison Jr. Because Marvin Harrison, a lot of mock drafts, they don't need a receiver at all. A lot of a lot of teams have him going either three or four. That's a bet. Yeah, it, like, the Commanders I, aren't taking him. It's, the, the Commanders need to take either the best offensive lineman right there. Or they no, need to trade no, back. They don't. No, they don't need to take the best offensive lineman because that's going to be a left tackle, and they take, need to save him until the stop. They're taking an edge rusher. Let's stop acting like they're taking anything but an edge rusher. Well, let's imagine this: Brock Bowers. Let's imagine that. That offense would be unstoppable. 
It would be. Fantastic, but your defense is so good. Yeah, defense trash. Goes, we also I mean, if your defense is already trashed, then who cares at that point? <laughs> they trade Montez Sweat and Chase Young both. The They're best, drafting an edge rusher. The best thing that they should do is trade back and get more draft like, capital. Are, are they legit? Well, well, and that kind of goes to my next question, and I know we'll obviously get into this more when we do like draft talk. Is there a, there's not an edge rusher that is that high on anybody's board. There's not an yeah. edge rusher that's usually worth a there's pick. at least one or two that are really high up there, but there's not this no, year. There's, You're right. Yeah. So that would be kind of a waste of a pick, in my opinion, if you took yeah. an edge rusher at number four. Yeah, not that early. I think they should trade back. Yeah. Uh, the last game of the NFL regular season, Bills at Dolphins. This was one of the weirdest games in the NFL this entire season. I I. The first half was absolute chaos. It was just turnover after turnover after bad possession after bad possession. Uh, I believe the Dolphins were winning 14-7 to at halftime. Is that correct? I think it was 14-7 at halftime. Bills returned a punt, I think, at the beginning of the fourth quarter to tie the game. A 90, by the way, a 96-yard punt return. What is he doing catching the ball on the four-yard line? <laughs> okay. And he returns it. He had so much space. See, you fault this guy. He had so much space. He did have Literally, a lot of space. And, and as soon as he made the first guy miss, it was unquestioned that he was scoring yeah, a touchdown. I agree with you. Yeah. And the first guy wasn't even close to him until he was already, like, at the 20-yard line, dude. Like, it was, no, it was like, he, he got it on okay, the Okay, it was the 15. The first sorry. guy that missed probably was, like, the 11-yard line or something it was like, like that. 15. But, dude, general rules say if once you're inside the five, it's and the angle of that punt too. It wasn't one of those that possibly could have like bounced and stayed short of the goal line. It was 100% going into the end. Would you rather have a touchback? It, or a it touchdown? was a low line drive, which is why he had so much space to return it. It was a fantastic play. It was great for the Bills. I was excited about it, but. It was not a smart thing. I think it was. This is why you correct. don't follow analytics. This is an analytics thing. I know, but what you just... Well, you may not have said analytics. I didn't, no. No. <laughs> but anyway, I, it's just... Especially with as many weird muff punts as we've seen this year for everything. But anyway, and then Josh Allen, from that point on, kind of went into the Superman mode and just wasn't going to get tackled somehow. Just refused. Uh, and Tua, Tanner, Tua. Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. played really, really yeah. bad again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Are, are we are we jumping off the Tua train yet, Tanner? Not jumping off the Tua train, but the train is sluggish. The train <laughs> is, the train is. The caboose has pulled the emergency brake. Very sluggish. <laughs> very very slow. Like, do you know? Have you guys seen the Polar Express? Yes. Where dude accidentally hits the like that's kind of where the train. Dude is, did. Right? Whoa, hold up. I don't think he accidentally. Dude hit didn't it. accidentally hit the e brakes. Dude straight up drifted a train. Oh, well, you're happened. talking about something else. You're talking about no. the ice scene. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the ice scene. I'm talking didn't. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Or when I, you're talking about whenever that is stopped for the caribou. Yeah, yeah, that's the scene. That's what I'm like. Like they're stopped, kind of stopping for the caribou right now. But I'm still on the train. I'm still on the train. Polar Express. I don't even really like Christmas movies. Polar Express is fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. That may be the best Christmas movie, to be honest. Christmas Vacation. You mentioned caribou. All I can think about was that guy on the front of the trace. Caribou. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's such a good man. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so with all of that being said, that made the matchups for the playoffs this weekend. I wish I had the schedule right in front of me. Actually, I can get the schedule right in front of me. The Ravens have a buy in the AFC. Yes, two seed in the AFC. So one seeds for both, obviously, the 49ers and Ravens. They both get a bye. Saturday matchup in the AFC, two AFC matchups for Saturday. Five seed versus four seed. Browns at Texans. Uh, we got, we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. We're just going to give a rundown of what's happening right now. Uh, and this the late game matchup on Saturday is Dolphins at Chiefs. And Ben, this says the temperature is supposed to be 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Maybe you were looking at wind chill for negative two degrees. Maybe it was like what it would actually feel like. Possibly. Yeah, probably wind chill negative two, especially when the sun, well, the sun will be down because it doesn't start till 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So, unfortunate thing is, that game is a... Peacock exclusive. So, so stupid. One of the most exciting games of the playoffs first round. Nobody will be watching it. Congratulations, NFL. Great job. That's that's just a great job. I how much money did Peacock pay you for that? It better have been four hundred million dollars. Because that's how much it's gotta be more than that. It has to be more than that. I, I don't know. That's a lot of money. <laughs> for one game, four hundred million dollars for one game. I think I think NFL may do that. Um, I did. I did see a uh, a meme, and it it was quite funny. I'm not gonna lie, but it did say that's such a power move by the NFL making Swifties pay for Peacock to watch the Chiefs game. <laughs> I was like, bro, the NFL probably will still get views because of that. You're right. <laughs> that's a good point. It's such a power move by the NFL. Gosh, dude, I can't stand this. This ESPN Plus and this Peacock nonsense. I just, oh, it's so... When they switched to, dude, when they switched to... Um, Amazon Prime. Amazon. Yeah, when they switched to Prime last year, I knew this was coming, bro. I knew this See, was coming the down. The Prime thing is understandable because everybody has Prime. Like, no Now everybody and their mama's going to have Peacock. But, but, okay, so you this will cause Peacock subscriptions to go up, but it still will not, not be anywhere close to Amazon. And the Amazon subscriptions, everybody already had those before the NFL yes. did this. This nobody has a Peacock su- subscription. Like this is everybody's got a lot of different subscriptions, but the subscriptions everybody su- subscribe to is Amazon. You've got Netflix. You got Hulu. You got um, what am I missing here? I'm missing something big. I'm missing a big one. That you you got Disney Plus. You've got um, there's another one. Oh, a Max, Max. A, HBO yeah. Max thing. Yeah, you got that. It's just Max. Yeah, it's just Max. But all of those are way way bigger than Peacock. Peacock is like the smallest one. What are you doing, NFL? What are you doing? So frustrating. Anyway, I'll complain more about it on Wednesday. Can we? Um, I just saw a stat also that I did not realize just how bad the Panthers were. The Panthers are the first team in NFL history to go the entire season without having a lead in the fourth quarter for a single second. The entire season? Yeah. They won two games, but they weren't actually winning while there was time left on the clock. I kicked the buzzer. Last second goal. goal. Wow. That's crazy. First team in NFL history. That's a crazy stat. All right. On to the Sunday playoff games. This one... 
I wasn't excited for it before, but I'm excited for it now. Seven-seed Steelers at two-seed Bills. The reason why I'm excited, it says, this is a one o'clock kickoff, but it says 18 degrees Fahrenheit and snowy. That will be fun. That would be fun. That would be fantastic. That would be great. Uh, 4.30 game on Sunday. Packer, number seven seed Packers at number two seed Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are favored by seven and a half. I think I'm going to put some money on that one, boys. Seven and I, You giving me seven and a half points? I think I'm going to take that. Um, I don't know, because the Packers are either going to win or get beat by 30. It's <laughs> a good point. It's either their Packers. I'll just put money line. Packers money line. There's no point of doing the Packers plus seven and a half, because they're either going to win or they're going to lose by 30. You're right. One or the other. Um uh, so I'm excited for it. We'll see how it goes. The over/under at 50.5. I feel like it's gonna go quite a bit over that. Do you guys agree with me on that? The over/under for Packers Cowboys is 50.5. I feel like it's gonna go more than that, dude. The way the Packers play defense, I, I, I think it's going over, bro. Uh, anyway, next up, the la- the eight o'clock game on Sunday night. I. Oh, what you, sorry. You got no, something to say? Okay. If it would it, I think since it's, I think the reason that it's so low, pers- and this is just a personal thing for me, is because it is a Dallas home game. I think they're giving well, Dallas. Dallas scores a lot of points. That's the thing. Dallas scores a lot of points. I think they're expecting Dallas defense to show up and show out against the Packers since it is a home game. Because of how Dallas has played at home all season. Did you watch them play against the Lions last week? But but I don't, I, that wasn't a very good game. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but that I'm saying what I think they're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. at home game against the Packers, super young team coming in. I get that. It's watching. a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. I think they're expecting it to. That's the over under set because I think they're. I basically think they're. Just saying, no way. The Packers put up that many points to to hit that. I I, I guess I understand that logic, but anybody that's using that logic hasn't been watching the Packers play the past couple months. Yes, yeah. I mean, and I get it. They scored a lot. Um, and if somebody, I guess somebody could be looking at, oh man, the Packers only scored seventeen against the Bears. So if you're gonna just look at the score, I I guess I could see how that mm, you yeah. could come up with that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Sunday night game uh, is six seed Rams at three seed Lions. This is th- there's a few really fun matchups. This is this, this is, is one of them, dude. One. This is this is going to be a fantastic football game, dude. I I would not want to play against the Rams, bro. I I don't want to mess with that team. I don't really want to mess with them either, bro. I I just don't, dude. You can avoid the Rams. Try to avoid the Rams. Yes, I mean, is bro, like. Toward the beginning of the season, which obviously I realized that they didn't have Cooper Cup, but this is just a completely different team now. Than yeah. what, I mean, that offense just looks pretty much unstoppable, especially with Kyron Williams playing great yeah. too. That offense looks unstoppable. Yeah, like hey, I don't know how you're supposed to play defense against yeah. them, man. Kyron Williams is going off. Puka Nakua and um, can you imagine how high of a scoring Co- game it would be with Rams and Packers? Can you imagine how high of a scoring that game that would be? Oh my gosh, be crazy! That would be ridiculous, but. Yeah. Who's your? And this is kind of off topic, but I really want to get your opinion on this. If you want to save it for now, well, let me finish. Let I know what you're about to ask. Let me finish the oh, rundown he here. Oh, he knows. Let me finish it. Okay, so the Monday night game, which could end up being the worst game of them all, 
Number five seed Eagles at number four seed Buccaneers. Uh, the Eagles are two and a half point favorites in that game. Only two and a half. As, well, they're all on the road, but yes. Yeah. And AJ Brown might not be fun. And it says it's supposed to be rainy. Interesting. So I I don't even know what to say about that game because I I just don't know. I just I just don't know what's gonna happen. Both of those teams have been Jekyll and Hyde all year long. It just you just don't know what you're gonna get. There's no idea. So. Anyway, all right, Tanner, what, what what was your question? Now, I was going to say, like, th- this is obvious to me. Like, th- this should not even be a debate or discussion, in my personal opinion. But who is your rookie of the year? Puka Nakua or C.J. Stroud? It has to be C.J. Stroud. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, That's my I would yeah. love to make an argument for Puka Nakua, but in all reality, I just can't. I yeah. can't. It's yeah. going to be C.J. Stroud. Exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no reason you, to give it to anybody other. Dude, Dude showed up as a quarterback and was the, obviously the best player on his team and won the division. Yeah, I mean he is going to be the rookie of the year. While missing two games, yeah, and, and the two is. games he missed, his you could tell that he was not on. The and team look, and it's and it's not like, and I I know that may, uh, you gotta you obviously have to take into account it. It is a pretty bad division this year. Right. Like I, I will say, the AFC yeah. South is a bad division. But if you watched C.J. Stroud play, it's not like. He coasted. Like, he looked good, bro. Like, he looked – I mean, all things considered, obviously Puka Nakua looked great when he was playing throughout the season. Taking all things into account, C.J. Stroud looked better. In my, like, he, he just did, bro. Yeah. Like, taking taking all of that into account, like, it was an obvious thing for me. I just didn't know. I, I figured you would yeah. probably think the I, same. I personally think that Puka Nakua was more consistent throughout this season. Or it was just like every single game this dude is balling out. And CJ Shroud was almost that consistent. Um, but when you play quarterback, dude, and you win the division, that just holds so much weight. Yeah. that I, I don't A rookie quarterback as well. Puka Nakua, judging by what some people would grade it as, has, had the best rookie receiving year of all time this year. But those cord that quarterback weight that CJ Shroud carried and won the division with this year is just so much weight that even him having the best receiving rookie record of all time isn't isn't enough to pass that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. by the way, when AJ Brown was a rookie, who beat him for rookie of the year? Everybody thought that, that was kind of he kind of got cheated. Because I know that everybody a lot of people thought that AJ Brown should have won it that year, but I can't remember who beat him. For rookie of the year? Yeah, rookie of the I year. Don't, I, I don't, don't remember who that was. Head. I would have to look at that. It's probably a quarterback. I guarantee you it was a quarterback. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it has to be. I thought you were about to ask me, by the way. I thought you were about to ask me who wins MVP. And that, that has to be Lamar Jackson. I There's just, you can't really argue. I wasn't going to ask you that, but you can't you can't argue. Yeah, it, it, it can't be, be anybody else. It, it has, has to be Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, so. Either, now, I, I will say this. And and you all know how I feel about this guy. I'm I'm gonna put that forward, okay? Like y'all know how I feel about this guy. I think he is one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the entire NFL. But I think this will come down to Lamar and Brock Purdy. Well, but I mean, I, it's Lamar. It's, it's between Brock Purdy will will get a couple of votes. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson is gonna win this by a mile. Okay, like it's. I don't know if I agree by a mile. It'll actually. it'll be. By I a mile. really don't know if I agree by a mile, man. Yeah. I think you're really underestimating that that loss. Look, the rate Lamar Jackson beating Brock Purdy head to head like he did. That yeah. kind of it sealed the deal. 
like I that was I that was pretty much the last. That was it. I get it. So I don't think it's. I don't think if it. My, my I, thing, look of the three of us. I'm the biggest yeah. Lamar Jackson hater here, and I th- there's just no way you can give it to anybody else. Yeah, yeah you just Lamar, you just yeah. can't. So if it would have been, if it would have been, and I, I'm definitely not saying this as an argument for Brock Purdy, and maybe this, maybe my, maybe my point may be even more of a detriment to Brock Purdy, honestly, but. If it would have been a shootout, I 100% probably could give you that. But since it was just such a bad game for Brock Purdy, like his worst game of his entire career. By, by yeah. I mean, that that is Brock Purdy's worst game of his entire career. It, the argument's still possibly open, even though it was against Lamar. But that that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I think it hurts it even more. Uh, yeah, you just, and you can you can think that all like, all eyes were on that game. Yeah. Everybody was watching. Like yeah. it was it was a rough one. That that was just an MVP. And I get it, but two game. or three in like if you want, I mean, I'm not trying not, to make an argument for Brock, but two or three of those interceptions yeah. were tip passes. Yeah. yeah, but even if he didn't throw the interceptions, he still got outplayed he by did. Lamar. He got game. outplayed one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and. And we, nobody else is going to look. Me and Ben will point this out, but the people that are voting on this aren't going to point this out. He lost Trent Williams on like the first drive of that game, yep. and Trent Williams is the most important player in the NFL. Yep. I will stand by. He is Trent Williams should be MVP. That's who I. That's, he, who, he that's who it should be, but it won't be. If it if if we were going by the actual most important player to their team, it is Trent Williams, and it's not even close. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's just never going to happen. Dude, if anybody, can you imagine? I wonder. I would. I don't. I don't think I got enough time to really look this up and try to find it to see if it ever has happened. But what do you think the chances are that an offensive lineman in the history of the NFL has won MVP? Zero. Do you think it? Do you, do you think it's literally a zero percent chance? If what? An offensive lineman has won MVP? Oh no, no way possible. No, I would way. say like maybe in those early days they thought about the game because no. it'd be the running back. Yeah, no. it's true, but. I, you're, I, I think you're right, actually. I'm trying to come up with something. But I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be zero. Yeah. No, no way possible. I think Trent Williams. You have a better chance of winning Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah, of course. Year. But I think Trent Williams is the most important player to his team than any other player to any other team in NFL history. I, 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 that's how big of a deal I think Trent Williams is. I don't think any other individual player has mattered more to that team than Trent Williams. I don't. I don't disagree. I just that's that's how crazy it is, dude. Uh, he's that good. What's sad is like he's actually getting old now, and like it's it's this may be the last year. It's like this. Yeah. This is probably the last year. Trent Williams. Hey, my thirty five. He's that old. He yeah. think he was that old. He's old, dude. He's pretty old. But, and he's still just dominating everybody. Let's look this up. Including Micah Parsons. Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah. obliterating everybody. He made Micah Parsons say daddy. Trent Williams' age. He's 35 years old. I was on the dot. Yeah. 35? Yep, 35. So proud of you, Brandon. Yep. Born July 19th, 1988. Longview, Texas. Oof. There you go. Texas, they just, they just, everything's bigger there, bro. It's more different in Texas, bro. All right. Um, well, that's end of the rundown for uh, the NFL last week of the regular season. In all reality, 
there really weren't a whole lot of games that ended up meaning a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, the Packers game meant a lot. The Titans game. The Titans game meant a lot to a lot of different teams. Huge. That was a that was a huge deal. Um, obviously, the Texans Colts game was that mattered a lot. Um, the Rams 49ers kind of mattered as far as seeding goes. The Bills and Dolphins mattered a lot. Obviously, that's pretty much it. That was all the games that mattered. That was that was pretty much it. So there was a lot of games that meant absolutely nothing. Which is, I feel like was weird because like this year, coming into this last week, there were 20 NFL teams that had a chance mathematically to make the playoffs. 20, which is the most ever, or at least the most since like 2008 or something like that. It's been a while. But it, but it didn't feel that way for some reason. Did you guys feel that way? Like this was the most mathematically alive teams ever, like. In a very long in time. In the AFC, 100%. But it didn't feel that way. It was very strange. I don't know. Very odd. I, I, it I was that way in the NFC, too, because the Falcons had a chance, the Saints yeah. had a chance, the Seahawks had a chance, even the Vikings had a chance. To me, it was all of the injuries that yeah, made lot. it seem like that. Because this, maybe the 2020 season, or 2021, I can't remember, but this may be some of the most injuries of like big time players i can remember like this is one of the I most agree. injury riddled seasons off i seen i think every time. single year it gets worse i i think it's building like every year yeah. it's like oh man this yeah. was the most injuries ever and then the next year happens oh man this was the worst i just don't, i don't ever. know what i don't it know just, what's causing that That's i think i think it's the equipment man they they've changed the equipment especially when it comes to like concussions yeah They've changed these helmets to where there's more like buoyancy inside the helmet to where like it's supposed to cushion your head. But I think guys are getting concussions not from the impact of hitting the ground. They're getting concussions from their helmet bouncing back up off the ground. Like they're the cushion is actually pushing their head back up and they're getting a concussion from the bounce back. And I mean, what it's is called a counter coup. I, I that's what's happening, man. Counter coup. Counter coup concussion. Yes. Counter coup what concussion. happens is the initial hit of your head doesn't actually bruise your brain, but whenever you jerk, like whenever your head jerks back so fast, it causes your brain to hit your skull. And then is that, that what was? Yes. That's actually what causes your brain to bleed, like actually and swell. Because I destroyed the back of my head. But I hit the back of my head so hard, my brain rebounded and hit the front of my skull. So the brain damage was actually the front of my brain. That explains even though, so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was the emotional part of my brain that got damaged. <laughs> that makes so much sense, bro. Yeah. But anyway, so that ex- I think that's an explanation for the increase in concussions. It, people want to say, oh, the increase in concussions is because we're noticing them more now. I don't think that's true. I think literally we are getting more concussions now because of the helmets. The helmets are supposed to be safer, but I think they're worse, I, from the especially the ground impact. Because most concussions you see now aren't from head-to-head collisions. They're from the ground. Like, people are hitting the ground and getting concussions. Uh, the ACL stuff, I think that's just because people don't practice hard anymore. I think you're. I think these guys' knees just aren't used to that kind of stuff anymore because they just don't practice like that. Like people don't practice throughout the week. I think that's what's causing the, the knee injuries. I mean, obviously Bijan practices hard then because that tackle that he suffered whenever he played at Texas 
and then he just continued to play. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I don't think you can count Nick Chubbs to like a practice. No. Yeah. I well, mean, Nick Chubbs, Nick Chubbs does not like a practice, bro. Here's the thing about Nick Chubbs. Everything about that dude is absolutely the strongest thing ever other than his knees. Like, his knees just have a history. His squatting 600 pounds may yeah. have actually hurt him. Yeah, Any maybe. Anybody in history that got tackled like that, their knee is gone. Yeah, like, I mean, he must. He might have a weird running style that his foot is planted longer than most running backs' feet are planted. It may be something like okay. that, because well, it's happening at a pretty high rate for him. Because he gets so much power from his leg too that he's literally like yeah, most of the time you're trying to make quick cuts, be quick on your feet. He's literally just sticking his leg in the ground and just going to run over you. Yeah, like he's not trying point. to quick cut like juke. He's just going to run over top of you. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah. That's the feet aren't exactly light feet with that guy. Yep. They're they're powerful. Yeah, I agree with all that. And the crazy thing about that is, it's like, how has Derrick Henry never torn ACL? <laughs> that dude just built different, bro. Well, because he's only actually up to speed whenever he's running over safeties and corners. He's not doing that against defensive linemen or linebackers. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's either true. getting tackled he's two back yards back. in the backfield or he's running destroying over. corners or safeties. Yeah, like, that's, that's true. That's true. Ruining careers. Yeah. Who's um, the guy on the Bills that he just straight through like like oh they were a gosh, child? It was a mean. It was last year. Uh, um, it yeah, was one of the Josh corners. Norman. Josh, yeah, it was Josh, Josh Norman. Norman. Yeah. He just straight stiff armed to like, make him look like a little kid. And he could have got like twenty more yards, but he chose <laughs> to just stiff arm him, step out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> it was so disrespectful. He looked like a little. Baby doll. <laughs> thrown, bro. The memes that came out of that, bro. That was so amazing. I don't have anything else to say for this week. Uh, I'm tired. I know Ben's tired. Tanner, I don't know if you're tired or not, but... Exhausted. We're all tired. Um, so, you got anything else you guys want to add to? Anything crazy in the NBA? Oh, tell, tell us about John Morant, Tanner. Yeah, so John Morant is out for the season uh, with shoulder surgery. So, um, did he get a shoulder injury during a game? I don't know. Apparently, I hadn't heard ha- anything about it. It had this. to be because it just happened. It broke the news broke during the national championship, and right. obviously, I was not. Looking. I didn't even know he was hurt. Yeah, I didn't right. know he was hurt either. So, it must have just happened. Um, yeah, but uh, Lakers do not look good right now. Um, hey, they beat the Clippers yesterday. Saw that. Yeah, uh, Clippers were looking pretty good right now. Um, I think of what else is going on. So if the there's season really if the season ended no, right now, Lakers, the Lakers, well, they, I thought they would have the ten seed for the play-in. Oh uh, well, yeah, they're they're playing. Yeah, yeah. they're the um, ten. Yeah. So on different news, the Indiana Pacers were playing the Boston Celtics on the sixth and today. No one. And wait, wait. On the sixth, Tyrese Halliburton got kind of clamped up, honestly. And then tonight, Tyrese Halliburton got hurt. So that's unfortunate. The Pacers ended up beating the Celtics tonight. But Tyrese Halliburton did get hurt. It doesn't really specify what his injury was. But were you sweating during that Pistons game, bro? I'm not going to lie. Were you sweating? A little yeah. bit. Did, and the Pist- then, did the Pistons end up ending the streak? Yeah, they the, beat yeah. the Raptors. Okay. Yeah, they beat the team them. that's not in the U.S. So it's okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then immediately. Know. Immediately from Toronto, Brandon. It was either immediately after or right before that game, the Raptors made that trade with the Knicks to get R.J. Barrett and those guys. Manual quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't – that's been it. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to the NBA yet. I won't, I won't be paying attention to the NBA at all 
until... You got to pick an NBA team, dude. I thought I did. Didn't I say the Knicks? But then the Knicks just traded away their, their players, bro. The Knicks had no star power. That's true. So I like, think you did pick the Knicks. I didn't really want to. We tried to get you to pick the, like, uh... Who did we try to get you to pick? It wasn't the Knicks. I can't remember. Anyways. For some you should have picked the Pistons. For some reason, I really didn't want... I didn't really want a team with red in their colors. That was one of the main things. And there's a lot of NBA teams with red. I should have picked the Magic. That's what I should have done. Ugh. Magic. I'm just oh. kidding. I wasn't going to pick the Hornets either because they're... That, I think we try to get you pick Charlotte because they're close by. They've got cool far. colors. LaMelo's fun to talk about and he's, he's actually exactly good at basketball. It. Yeah. I was waiting for Nashville to get an NBA team. It's coming. They'll get an NBA team at some point. You're Vegas right. is next in line, yeah. I'm pretty sure. They, though they got to add two at a time. So Vegas will get one in, in Nashville. There we go. One Eastern team, one Western team. Perfect. There you go. Not wrong. Your NHL Actually, team. Actually, Nashville probably can't get one because they wouldn't have two NBA teams in the state of Tennessee. Uh-huh. They're not going to put one in Memphis and Nashville. You're but Memphis sucks. No Memphis. one actually likes Memphis. Move the Grizzlies to Nashville, dude. There we they go. suck now since you could put You could put two teams, put two new franchises in the West, and you could move Memphis to the East where they should be anyway. Why are they in the West? That's true. <laughs> put two new teams in the West, move the Grizzlies to Nashville, get them out of Memphis, because no one actually likes Memphis. Let's just be honest. Yeah, Memphis is rough, bro. That's the reason. Memphis is the reason John Moran's career, career is going in the toilet. It's because he lives in Memphis. If he lived in Nashville, you know what he'd be doing? He'd be listening to country music, okay? <laughs> he would be wait, the wait, dude riding around. No, he would, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be hanging out with Lil Nas X, okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Shoot. What's his name? He'd be hanging out with Jelly Roll, okay? I mean, like... <laughs> Nashville will be healthy for John Morant's soul, bro. Dude. He'd be hanging out with Katy Perry, dude. That's just... I don't know if that's healthy for a soul. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> I'm just saying people that live in Nashville at this point. Nashville's a pretty cool place, man. I like Nashville. Nashville, it's getting a little little too crazy. It's still... shout, out, shout out, hometown. Nashville's like... Uh, I don't remember living in Nashville at okay, all. Okay, Ben... But. Where you were born does not make it a hometown. I mean, I mean, I mean where did Nashville be? Where yeah. you? I, yeah. It could be. It could be my hometown. I was technically born in Nashville. so You lived there like your first six months of your life. I don't think I ever actually lived in Nashville because yeah, I didn't even live in Nashville when I was born. Mom just had me at that hospital. We No, they lived in Nashville. We, we lived in Nashville at that time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember living in Nashville ever. But I was born in Nashville, yeah. so we we did live. Uh, you were like six months of your life. We lived in Nashville. Yes, but that does not qualify as a hometown. <laughs> it can, no. and I I say it does. So anyway, um, we're gonna end it there. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Did I tell you all about my Saturday shenanigans that I had Saturday night? So no. I accidentally fell into a tub of glitter, but naked. Okay. Nuts, bro. Okay. That was weak. That was what? Weak. That was weak, bro. Come on. <laughs> Gotta do better than that next time. Pretty nuts. I fell into a tub of glitter naked. Pretty nuts. Bro, See, that, had, no. Y'all just have no sense of humor. You messed bro. up, man. Once you explain the joke, it's too. Y'all have no sense of humor, bro. All right. See you guys. Bye.